This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. Ladies and gents, welcome to Magpies Unrestricted, where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. I'm your host, Chris Simpson, and joining me as always is Cara Thistlethwaite. Hello. And we're joining you after, alright, a defeat for Newcastle, but you know what, a pretty good, entertaining game. This was Newcastle's 4-3 defeat to Man City. It's a scoreline, unfortunately, us Newcastle fans are used to be on the wrong end of, but you know what, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it was a good match, and I think we'd said... You know, when Newcastle are in the middle of that rough patch that, you know, you just wanted your team to play with some heart and some spirit. And I think that's exactly what we saw today. I really do feel for Newcastle. Don't get me wrong, Man City had some excellent goals. Um, But I just, you know, I think on any other day that would have been enough. Just unlucky. Yeah, it was one of those where, you know, so back and forth, Newcastle opening the scoring, of course, with Emil Kraft, his first goal for the club, and then getting pegged back and sort of twice getting then getting in front and then obviously those two goals from Ferran Torres in, in the second half just after Joe Willock put us ahead uh, for the second time obviously that just sort of killed him and that was kind of it then but yeah no it was it was good to see I mean of course and obviously this is kind of to be expected uh, both of Newcastle generally and especially against Man City we did not have a lot of possession <laughs> <laughs> but it didn't matter though is it I don't think this possession stat, I get it, right? I get why it's important and I get why people feel that their team has done better because they've had the great possession. But I think the game is changing. You can keep the ball all game. doesn't mean you're actually doing well. So when you did have the ball, you did make the most of it. There were some nasty tackles on Sad Maximum and Almiron. So you were definitely yeah, standard, freaking them yeah. out. Yeah, but he did what you needed to do, which was run at them. And then they panicked and backed off. Um, yeah, it was a good entertaining game. I mean, Scott Carson had his first Premier League um, game and his debut in almost 10 years. His debut for Man City, that is. So that was nice to see. Bit of a blast in the past, that wasn't it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, he did well, I thought. I thought the goals that he let in, there wasn't really much else he could have no. done. I, I, there was no... No, I mean, he, the... he went the right way on the Joelinton penalty. Yeah. Nothing, obviously, nothing he could do about Kraft's header. No. And I mean, the Willock one, well... He saved. He, he saved it initially, and obviously Willock then put the rebound in. But I think, really, if if you've got in the way of the penalty, you really you've done your job as a goalkeeper. And then it's just unfortunate for him then that Willock was able to to put in the rebound. But yeah, it was it was it was nice. It was weird. It was a bit of a throwback to see see Scott Carson on. But just back on the possession issue, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I fully agree with you. But it, it quite a good stat that did come out of it, which was since two thousand three four, which has went up to sort of began re- um, tracking possession data. Uh, Newcastle with the first team to score three goals despite having just 17.7% possession <laughs> in a Premier League game. And honest, as I say, honestly, I don't mind so much because we're, we're not a team that keeps possession much anyway. Obviously up against Man City, it's going to be even more skewed than normal. But the fact that, as you said... We were willing to run at them and cause them problems on the break, and and several times I think we really did cause them some issues. And obviously we actually, I mean, 
God, the last time Newcastle got two penalties in a game, I can't remember. We hardly ever get one because we never spend any time in the opposition penalty area. Yeah, but so. it was it was a counter-attacking that the the pace that you mm. had with your forwards really put um, Man City on the back foot. I mean, some of the some of the um, penalties should never have really been given. Not not the fact that they weren't penalties. I just think the Man City defenders went in for tackles when they shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, so you could that you know that in itself shows you how freaked out they were by um, Sam Maximam, Joelington as well getting involved in yeah, there with his yeah, strength. So yeah, I thought I thought it was a good game. Yeah, and you know another goal for Joelington. I mean from the penalty spot, but I mean good, very good penalty to be fair. And I mean another one for Joe Willock. That's now five consecutive Premier League appearances he's scored. And I mean honestly, sign him up, Mike Ashley, sign him up. Yeah. I think I think honestly probably the best bit of business we could do this summer is to is to aside from obviously keeping hold of the likes of Sam Maximan, you know, players like that. Definitely would be to sign Joe Willock on a permanent transfer. Yeah, it would it would be brilliant for the club if you could keep him. Um I only hope that he can. I just feel if he gets stuck back at Arsenal He's not going to play as often. He's just going to stagnate, really. But I can see other clubs going in for him as well. We'll see. I mean, he's he's done so well. As I say, it's a bit of a double-edged sword because it shows how awesome it'd be if we could keep him. But it also means Arsenal, A, might want to actually keep him next season themselves and obviously give him more of a chance than he had been getting. Or, equally, they might think, well, we can add another zero onto his price here and... And that means Ashley won't get him. And that, yeah. yeah, so it, it, it's, it's certainly a watch this space one, but that would be absolutely fantastic if we could keep him because he, he's been so good for us. Um, and he's he's such a good young player with such, I think, a bright future ahead. It would be really nice and refreshing to have a player like that in Newcastle, essentially, because we haven't had too many of them in recent years. I mean, we've seen flashes here with the long snaps. and. But he complements your team. He complements your midfield. Mm. He's that extra pace, and he, he is good at finishing, as we've obviously seen. But he's that extra bit of pace. So when Sad Maximum or Almiron sprint up there, he is somebody else to give some support to Wilson and whoever else has managed to get up there. Let's be honest, yeah. there's not many other people who get up there. So um, he is really, really useful for the style of play that you are having to play at the moment. Yeah, that- and we can only hope that you either manage to sign Willock or that Newcastle somehow signs somebody else of a similar similar style of play yeah I mean that that just a driving force from midfield into attack and and obviously that extra source of goals I think both of them were, were sorely sorely needed in our squad so the the way he's sort of been able to bring that and bring his energy and as you say his sort of attacking desire to get into the box as well We've just not had nearly enough of that from our midfielders in recent years. I mean, well, I mean, well, Chandra Shelby doesn't even like running, so I mean, he's not going <laughs> to charge forward into the box, is he? So, you know, it's he's been such a breath of fresh air in the second half of this season. He's really given the team a lift, and yeah, we'll just have to keep our fingers crossed on that one. Yeah, I mean, I do think you need another playmaker as well, someone like Shelby who can provide those long balls up to Joelington so he can hold it up and, and wait for the, the rest of the cavalry mm. because 
yeah, I'm not quite sure what Shelby's been doing this season. I don't know whether maybe he's passed it, but as you said, he clearly doesn't like running. And even <laughs> yeah. when he did, he was never that fast. So it'd be nice for you to get somebody else similar like that in that vein. Yeah. Maybe even someone like Albrighton, just that individual who's a hard worker but can give With you a, ball a critical ball. Yeah. Um, I would I would take Mark Albrighton. Yeah, you're not having him. I'm sorry, he's, he's Leicester. <laughs> FA Cup winner now as well, yeah, on but, top uh, of his yeah. Premier League winners. Yeah, middle. I'm sorry, he's way above you lot. Also, also, he's never going to get signed. He's too old for Newcastle. That's also true. He yeah. doesn't have the resale value. No. <laughs> and you're hopefully going to be in the Champions League next year, so there's no chance of that one happening. But I, I, I certainly wouldn't say no from a Newcastle point of view. <laughs> but that style of play, you know, not necessarily someone who's you know, and amazing at everything. You don't really need that type of play. You just need someone who can bump up a ball because, let's be honest, set pieces are where you're most dangerous. Um, so anyone who could cross the ball or do a corner or a whipped cross and then someone who can run back and forth to support your attacking breaks mm. and then run back in defence when or if that fails. Yeah, and actually, just before we move on, I know, <laughs> I know he's a Man City player, but to be fair, I think we have to give Ferran Torres a little bit of a shout out. Obviously, scoring the hat trick, and to be fair, that first goal of his—I mean, what a finish! <laughs> that sort of backheeled volley. Like, you, that was you, you lucky. Just... He had absolutely no idea where that was going. He genuinely <laughs> just flailed at that. I, I think you've just got to hold your hands <laughs> up and, and just say, you know what? Fair play to that. I mean, it's shame then with the others we couldn't couldn't keep him out and I think obviously Cancelo's goal was a little bit fortunate obviously taking that deflection off um, Jacob Murphy I think it was yeah that was unfortunate for you know especially for Murphy because he's had such a good season but again there was nothing he could do to get out of the way and there was nothing Dubravka could do to save it because he was already in the position where it would have been going so yeah that was just unfortunate yeah um and yeah, and I mean, in terms of news this week, obviously, I suppose the big thing really is just that Steve Bruce was named Premier League Manager of the Month uh, for April. Of course, we had those two draws with Spurs and Liverpool and those crucial wins over Burnley and West Ham in those four games. So, I mean, it it was a very good month for Newcastle and it was it was a vital month in terms of Newcastle's survival. So, to be honest, I've got to say, I think he, he probably did deserve the award. Yeah. I, know, I know Man United fans have kicked off because uh, Solskjaer won three games and had a draw, but Man United boss, you've got to really go above and beyond, I think, to yeah, win Premier League Manager there, man. of the Month. Why do all these big teams whinge at the smaller things? Oh, they weren't. Uh, they didn't win an award. Why? They won't recognise, are they? He's fine. Yeah, no, I think, I you, think You've got have. a good chance of winning the Europa League. You're, you know, second, in the, you're second in the Premier League. <laughs> Chill the hell out. My goodness. Also, just win games. We just said, you're Man United. Your budget is tremendous. You should be beating Brighton. and Yeah, your games weren't like exactly that. difficult, were they? Grow up. But, yeah, and I mean, just back on Steve Bruce. I mean, obviously, look, let's not get carried away here. I think I think he probably was a deserved recipient of that award. And I don't think that means he's a good manager. The way, yeah, the way in which we have picked up has been massive. But, you know, let's not beat around the bush here. It's still been a pretty poor season. Wherever we end up finishing... It's not. It's not been a great season. Now we're going to do a full sort of assessment of the season next week. We're going to look back, kind of do a bit of a season review and, and our final thoughts on on how Newcastle have done this season. So we'll we'll do that next week after those final two games. So we won't go into that too much here. 
But yeah, Steve Bruce, manager of the month. <laughs> as we've said repeatedly, it's the consistency that's needed. Mm. And the fact that for 90% of the season you did NAF or. Yeah, you know, I mean, having one good month after four or five bad, absolutely bad abysmal months. ones, I mean, it doesn't make With up the for odd it. win here and there. And I say odd, there was like four. <laughs> I don't think there was that many. Um, as I said, yeah, we'll do a full sort of look back on that next week and uh, give it a proper sort of assessment. And then, I mean, even if we win our final two games, I don't think it's going to be super positive, but we'll see how it, how it goes. He has kept us up, so there is that. But yeah, <laughs> but in terms of those final two games, obviously we've got we've got Sheffield United on Wednesday, and then we've got uh, away at Fulham on Sunday. Of course, we'll have the fans back in, so fans back in St James's Park f- for the first time in God knows how long. That's going to be nice to see, and it well, it'll be interesting to see what kind of reception Steve Bruce gets. I think a lot of it could come down to. What I think is crucial is, is how we do approach actually that game against Sheffield United on Wednesday because yeah the pressure is going to be on isn't it if, if you if you go into that defensively minded or not caring the fans are a hundred percent going to kick off yeah we we need to put on a show I mean especially I know we're safe Sheffield United relegated neither team has anything to play for in that sense but that one nil defeat to Sheffield United in January when they hadn't won a game for four months. And we rock up and play, A, I mean, dreadfully, but B, almost just as unforgivably as the, the the way we sort of set up so defensively against a team that couldn't buy a win was honestly shameful. <laughs> and I think, let's face it, because he's kept us up, I'm 99% certain that Bruce isn't going anywhere. We are going to be stuck with him, at least for the start of next season and beyond. I, I can't see Ashley getting rid of him when he's done his objective, which is to keep us up, despite yeah. how badly we've been for most of the season. So, well, that, that's an expense that he doesn't want to have to go through, isn't it? Exactly. New one. So, I think if Steve Bruce wants to kind of actually give us any sort of real faith or hope for next season, he needs to set us up. We need to go out there. We need to attack. We need to dominate the ball. Dominate Sheffield United actually put on a bit of a show for the fans and show us, yeah, no, we are we are still here. We're still fighting. We do still actually care because, I mean, again, as with last time, Sheffield United had won a game for four months. You know, their recent record, well, in the last 13 games, they've won two and they've lost 11. So I'm sorry, but literally, any, I don't care that we've already, we're already safe. Anything less than three points here. <laughs> it's not good, you know. It's not good enough. So he, and especially when the fans he, are back. When the fans are back, you need to go all out. You've, you? you've got to try and put on a show. So yeah. I think that will be what I'm, we're I'm all hoping, looking out for. I'm hoping that the fans will be your extra man, and I think the Newcastle players will respond. And I think Joe Wellington will respond because I feel that he's going to get a good reception for the first yeah. time. Joe Willock is going to have a great one. Obviously, Joe Willock. Shame yeah. Callum Wilson won't be on the pitch because I think. I'm sure there'll be some songs sung about him as well. Yeah, but I mean, even and Sam Maximan, of course, as well, and Dubravka. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I feel that the fans are going to have a lot to say about the players. Most of them are going to be positive because we currently are have picked up as we've been talking about. But you know, it was it was nice nice to see them back, even for the FA Cup. That was really nice to see. It, it was singing. And there's only one Johnny Evans as he limps <laughs> off after 30 minutes. You know. 
I think. I, I think, mean, bless him. We, we both teams have been plagued by injuries, and I think to be able to show your appreciation of those players. I mean, we even had Rhys Morgan on in the FA Cup. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, I, actually, that, that was the thing with the FA Cup final. It's like we've all sort of got used to seeing empty stadiums now over the last uh, twelve months, and I think having even in not full numbers, but even just in that limited capacity, having those fans, especially the Leicester fans, were so loud, I making really, so much noise. I was really upset it wasn't Leicester Newcastle, purely because <laughs> the noise would have been tremendous. I mean, I didn't even hear any Chelsea songs at all. It was all booing Chelsea players, <laughs> uh, cheering Leicester players, booing Chilwell, and then... Yeah, there was nothing from Chelsea's side apart from biting fingernails. It looked, <laughs> but yeah, it was. It, it kind of reminded you of just just how important the fans are. So I think that is going to be really nice to see back in St James's Park on Wednesday, and then away at Fulham next Sunday. Now this was a game that obviously could have been absolutely massive in terms of the survival race. Thankfully, God, I am so thankful that we aren't going there needing a result because. Dodged a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with Newcastle's record in London. And look, I'm not expecting Newcastle to, to get six points from their final two games. It'd be amazing if we did. It's not probably not going to happen. But given we're facing two relegated teams and the form they've been in, you know, we've, we've got to certainly give it a go. I mean, again, Fulham last eight games, they lost seven of them and drew the other one. If, if we're not, if we don't go into that targeting three points, when are you going to target three points? Exactly, exactly. And and the Newcastle supporters deserve to see a performance, a good performance, a solid performance. Not only that, it will hopefully set you up with some form of consistency ready for next season, because we know you can do it. And this is probably the most frustrating thing. Yeah, as I say, I think for me, the next two games now that we're safe, the next two games against teams that we should be looking to beat. This Bruce, this is your chance to actually try and give us, a, as I say, just a bit of hope for next season. Because I think most of us, despite the fact that I think we'd be quite happy for you to move on and for us to get another manager in, I think most of us know that because you've kept us up, you're not going anywhere. He he, comes, want, he, want, he wants to stay. the pessimism of a Newcastle supporter. No, I'm just saying, this is your <laughs> chance to actually show us, right, okay, show us hopefully what we can try and expect for next season just a bit of growth a bit of intent an FA Cup <laughs> <laughs> and yeah that, I think that's Newcastle's task now don't just sit back because you know and, and go right well we're on the beach now you know you've got two games left just go out there and just try and get it done I mean again I mean we look, we played pretty well against Man City I think if we play like played that played well against Leicester you've played yeah, well in the last we, couple of if, matches if we play like that against Sheffield United and Fulham, I think we do have a decent chance of, of, of picking up if three, four, six points. If you play like that against points. them, you should win. Yeah. Yeah, both. So that's, that's what but I want to say. If you played like that all season, you'd be top half. Easily. And yeah, and that's the frustrating thing. Um, just knowing that when we... I mean, obviously, I know a big part of it is having the players available, but when we actually really go for it, we're not a bad team. And it's just... Frustrating not seeing that enough, but as I say, that's that's what I want to see from those last couple of games. And yeah, over to you, Steve Bruce. <laughs> over to you, Newcastle. It's 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 in your hands now. You know, put on a show for the fans and so just try and give us some hope that we're not just going to be stuck in another relegation battle next season. Hmm. All right, Sheffield score go. <laughs> All right. Well, I am gonna 
I'm going to try and be positive. I'm going to say that we are going to go for it and play like we have been. I'm going to say 2-0. I was going to say that. (laughs) I'm going to say 2-0 on Wednesday. And then... 2-1 for Fulham. Yeah, I think... think, Fulham Fulham have it in them. (laughs) I think think that's doable. I think that's doable if we can... Whoa, 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 whoa. Doable. I don't want you to sit on the fence. If we can play well. Yeah, 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 no. What should they be getting? <laughs> yeah, don't give me this. Oh, that's a realistic one. Yeah, no, I'm having that. I'm, that's it. You that's it. it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, then. 2-0 two, no, and 2-1. Two, that's boring as hell. Right, 3-0 against Sheffield. 3-1 against Fulham. Fair enough. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll... And I want a pizza if I get it right. All right. Okay. <laughs> Deal. A deal. And if I don't get a pizza, I will let everybody know that you lied. <laughs> Do I get a pizza? No. You did not get a pizza. You get to watch me eat pizza because you lost. <laughs> well, we're definitely going to lose now. <laughs> now that there's pizza on the line. <laughs> okay, so you'd rather they get 2-0 than 3-0 just so I don't get a pizza. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. We all know where his loyalties lie now, listeners. It's not at Newcastle. It's to pizza. I mean, it's everyone's loyalty not to pizza <laughs> above all else. <laughs> Well, here's to hopefully having. We pizza. can all just have celebratory. I want pizza. We can all have celebratory pizzas. No, next no, no, week. no, no. No, I've said it's just me that has pizza. Okay. Okay. <laughs> here's to Cara having celebratory pizza next Yay. week while we do our season review. <laughs> In the meantime, if you could please give the podcast a like and subscribe and leave us a positive review, that'd be absolutely amazing. And until next time, this has been Magpies Unrestricted. I've been your host, Chris Simpson. Thanks, Cara. No worries. Thanks, listeners. And thank you, Pizza. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.